up, everybody? This is the Welcome to the Show podcast brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show to get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. CT, have you read any books on Audible lately? Not lately, but I have used Audible before, man, and I actually like the app a lot. How about you? Uh, so it, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, too. But when I go on flights, I like to listen to a podcast or I like to listen to a book. And I know you're off to Cali soon. Um, I suggest you download a book on Audible. It'll make your flight go so much faster. And if you use our code, our, our link, welcome to the show, audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show, CT, you'll get a free audio book download free on us. So make sure you do nice. that. All right. I will. I will. Thank and you. for and for all of you listening out there, if you haven't reviewed our podcast yet, please take two minutes to leave us a five star review and a rating, and uh, we'll be eternally grateful. And it helps people to find our show. What's up, CT? Not much, man. How's it? How's everything? Everything's good. This podcast. Um, there was a chance that this podcast wasn't going to happen because uh, late last week I was doing some work sometimes i go to the library to work because my kids are loud as fuck and uh it's quiet there and i had a water bottle and it spilled and i didn't realize that it spilled all over my computer so when i sat down in the library I took my computer and it was drenched in water and it worked it worked for like i would say 10 15 minutes and then all of a sudden boom it just shut down on me so i went to the apple store and um and yeah, so it, it took them about four days to get it back to me. So today I got an email saying, your computer is ready. Come get it. So I go and get it today. And it, they did a great job. The computer works perfect. They, all my stuff was still there. Like as soon as I turned it back on, like all my shit was still there, whatever. But on the paper, it says that they replaced essentially like every single thing on the computer. Like this is essentially a brand new computer. So wow. why not just give me a brand new computer instead of fixing all these little parts you know what do you get what i'm saying like i'm kind of confused by that no i mean i never really understood that either but i know that if the if the computer was to the point that they couldn't repair it they'd have to replace it with a refurbished used computer so i guess i in a way it's kind of better that they they give you they gave you back the same computer you know well according to the invoice it says that they replaced that like everything but they told they asked me had i updated my the system and i always update my computer because i don't know i'm crazy like that and um they said okay because had you not we, we might not be able to recover your stuff and i'm like okay whatever and so i go and pick it up and she gives me the list it says they replaced the motherboard they replaced like the display like literally they were like this is literally a brand new computer so i was like in my mind it i was thinking the, uh, it might be the, is, is your do you have an, an apple yes is it a touchscreen screen no I was going to say, maybe the screen is what they couldn't replace because the screen is probably the most expensive thing. Hmm. But uh, I think it's kind of funny how water, which is essential for our life, is <laughs> usually the it is usually the death of that which has no life, mm-hmm. which is computers. Ooh, that's so, deep. Uh, you ever, that's you ever noticed? So wait, so hold on a second. So if, if Terminator happens in real life, I don't know wow, what that company just, was. You just read my mind. I was going to say, if Terminator ever happens... I should just walk gonna, around with a water gun. 
No, I was going to say we should all be out to the ocean on a boat or oh, something. Okay. <laughs> like, no, I was going to say the way to defeat the machines is with a fucking super soaker or something. You know what I mean? What was and that? water balloons. What was that What was that movie, uh, Attack, Mars Attack or something? Mars and, Attacks, and they, yeah, yeah. Country, mu- country music like, yeah. destroys them or whatever? <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. What, what, what a way to shit on country. Like, if they wanted to make a movie shitting on country music. <laughs> They could have done it. They could, there was easier ways to do it. <laughs> By the way, that movie is underrated, man. That's a really good movie. It is. It is. I, it is. I it's mean, really I like funny. it. <laughs> no, yeah, right. I watched it when I was a kid. And I didn't appreciate Anyways, yeah, go ahead. So we were talking before we started recording. I was like, why are we doing this, you know, without recording? Let's just discuss this on the show. And you had a question for me. Could you let's um let's let's get back into that. Oh, I was going to ask you, you know, what do you what's your opinion on Adam Sandler? Like his movies or everything in general yeah mostly his movies is where i'm going with this so okay so for for a while i i really liked his movies like like when um when billy madison came out happy gilmore little nicky waterboy you know what's was the wedding singer like those movies for yeah. some reason i really liked those movies but somewhere around the part point where he made that movie with with drew barrymore the one where, where she loses her memory i forget what that one's called but, 50 first dates i like that i like that movie Somewhere around that area, I started losing interest in Adam Sandler movies. They just all seem like the same shit. And his humor is just really, I don't know. It's almost, it never evolved. It's its, it's like very childish. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I didn't like um, the one with, which has an amazing cast. Like Chris Rock's in it, Kevin James, David Spade, all these guys. Grown ups. Like I was watching that, the, we were in Miami like a month ago. And it was on. So we decided to watch it. And I was like, this movie's so fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. I haven't watched the one. In, I haven't watched the new Adam Sandler movie in a while. But when you watch the old movies, you still like them, right? Yeah, yeah. They're classics, I think. So I don't know really, really what the point of this conversation is. But I had mentioned Nutty Professor to you before we started recording. And mm-hmm. there's a scene in Nutty Professor where Eddie Murphy is a, is a, he's attending a comedy show. And we all know Eddie Murphy became famous being a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. So he's attending a he's sta- he's attending a comedy show, and Dave Chappelle is the comedian, and he's ripping Eddie Murphy. So Eddie Murphy flips it on him, and it's like so hilarious. Like the whole scene is really hilarious. But I think like that's what Adam Sandler kind of tries to do. He tries to put like insert his musical background and his mm-hmm. sports background into his movies. And every time I start noticing it now, like all his movies kind of have like a hint of him playing sports or doing music or something and maybe that's kind of the reason why i mean i feel like there are scenes that revolve around him just kind of you know picking up a guitar and just playing singing yeah 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 it's kind of really it's kind of really repetitive at this point so speaking of yeah yeah and it's they're predictable they're like and not when you watch a comedy you're not looking to watch you know like a like a christopher nolan movie inception or some shit where your your mind is blown and you're just like holy shit what the fuck did I just watch like that's not what you're watching a comedy for so I get it but there you know like wedding crashers for example like for me that's a classic movie like I can quote it yeah you know stuff like that or or old school or anchorman movies like that but adam sandler movies I feel like they they kind of remind me of like the three stooges or something like there's there's a lot of physical humor in it and a lot of the jokes are just really like like I would picture a high school, you know, jock making yeah. in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what it reminds me of. Even even his old movies are exactly kind of like his new movies, but maybe because they were like the first time we were yeah. experiencing it, they and maybe because I don't know anything about how much 
you know, what kind of role he played in his early movies if he wrote the whole thing, but maybe he didn't write the whole thing and somebody else was able to give their own, like, creative ideas towards it. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know what happened with him. But, anyways, that even, was my point. You know, and when, even when movies that he produces, their, uh, what's it called? Happy Madison produces, like, uh, like Grandma's Boy. For some reason, the first time I watched Grandma's Boy, I thought it was hilarious. Like, I don't know. It might have been high or something. Same, I'm not going to lie. I'm not same, sure. Same, yeah. But if you rewatch it, it's not like Anchorman or again, like those movies were like if they come on, you could just watch it and it's almost as funny as it was the first time. If you rewatch Grandma's Boy, to me, it's not as funny anymore. Like I, I get bored watching it. No, it's not. Grandma Boy is not that funny. There's another one too. It and I, what are those movies called? I feel like they have a genre, and I don't know what it is. It's like it's slapstick or something. I don't know. Is is that what it is? I guess so. I'm. I don't know. Well. Anyways, yeah, Grandma's Boy is right up there with all those, Yep. you know. But anyways. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, that was a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so there was something else that we were talking about before we got on the show. And, and again, we decided let's just talk about this while, while we're on. Um, the Yankees-Red Sox series, real quick. Let me just recap the series, or the series, rather. Um, the Yankees took two out of three. The Red Sox finally won a game against the Yankees this season yesterday on on Sunday. And I almost feel like that game, even though the Red Sox won, like they they beat the Yankees fair and square, don't want to take anything away. But for me, my takeaway from the game was that Clint Frazier, I don't know, maybe I, I thought that he should have been ready a long time ago, but maybe he's just not ready for big league play yet. I think his bat is there, but I think his the mental game is just... It's lacking still. You know what? I don't think he's he thinks like a big leaguer yet. Um, yeah. So there were there were a couple of plays. It seems like when there's a bad play made it made in any position in the field, the ball's gonna find you like as much as possible for the rest of the game. So f- isn't that amazing though? Right? Like, isn't it amazing <laughs> that when when it like when it rains it pours for a player in baseball because and it happens to. I'm not saying I ever played at that level, but even at the high school level or the little league level. When you're nervous, mm-hmm. and it happens in our independent leagues too, like the ones that I've played in years later, like recently, uh, when you're like that one player that's nervous on the field, the ball's gonna find you, and it's it's just crazy how many times that happens, you know? Yep, yep. So th- there was the f- the first play. I can't remember who hit the ball. It might have been Devers. I don't remember. And it it he misplays it. He misplays the hop. It goes right past him, rolls all the way to the wall, and uh, the Red Sox score. They they extend their lead, which they already had. And then, like two plays later, another ball that he should have just waited for a hop, let you know, let it hit off your body or whatever, stop it in front of you. He decides to die for it, is nowhere near it. That ball rolls all the way back to the wall. The Red Sox extend the lead even further. And then this is the play that I wanted to get to, which I didn't even realize because by this point I had turned off the TV, or I didn't turn off the TV. I turned on a movie, um, a documentary, which we could talk about later if you want. But so we rewatch this now. Clint Frazier gets on, uh, leads off in the in the bottom of the ninth, and he makes it to second base on a throwing error, and they put the shift on on Kendrys Morales, and he's literally the Red Sox are giving Clint Frazier third base, and he stands there and doesn't take it, and you could see if you rewatch it, um, you could see Aaron Boone is trying to get his attention, Gary Sanchez is waving like go go go. By the time he finally makes it to third base on a cheap grounder from Kendrick Morales, the third base coach is clearly telling him they were giving you third base. Like, you know what I'm saying? So 
where is this guy's head at? You know, I feel like I've been talking a lot, but what's your take on this? Like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know, but watching him yesterday, I kept thinking to myself, like, is this dude concussed right now? Like, because mm-hmm. the, the blunder, the last blunder that I saw in the game was Chavez, Chavez, whatever, hits a ball, and had he just played played the bounce or rounded it correctly, it probably would have been a single. It ended up turning into a triple. He never touched the ball, so it ended up officially being scored a triple. Mm-hmm. But... That play, when I saw it, I was like, is he just, like, concussed right now? Does he not know that he's in a baseball game? Because I feel like that's pretty fundamental. Like, it's basic fundamentals, how you play in the major – not in the major leagues, but how you play baseball, yeah. how to catch that. But the but the play with uh, the, the situation where he was on second with Kendrick Morales, I mean, I was watching the game with my brother, and we just – he, he, my brother was screaming at the TV because he's like, I don't get it. Like, why doesn't he go – and I was thinking, like, there has to be a reason, but I couldn't think of one once I rewatched the replay. It's just, I don't know. It's, I really do think that he's, like, mentally, I think there was something wrong with him last night. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It, to me, rewatching that, it seems like there was a mental, like, a mental lapse there. Like, like he, like, even me, who I, I put me on a baseball field, I fucking suck. Even I would have taken third base, the slowest person on earth. And he's just standing there. And it looked like he was concentrating on the hitter, on the pitcher, but he wasn't looking around. Like, usually you see a guy standing at second base. He looks around. He checks his surroundings. He's in fucking La La Land there. And maybe maybe what happened earlier in the game, too costly. They didn't call them errors, even though I think they should have been. If, if you're going to have that rule, you might as well use it. What the fuck is the point? But anyway, that's, let's not get into that. Um Maybe that got into his head or something, and that's what he's, you know, like, I don't know. It's like you said, when it rains, it pours. Maybe there's just one of those things. But uh, I, if I look at this, if I'm Aaron Boone, he's not hitting as well as he was before he he landed on the DL for that foot issue or whatever the fuck happened. Um, I, I might give this, I might tell this kid, you have to, you know, you have to sit on the bench for a little while. Like, get your head straight. Maybe send him down to the minors to work on this or whatever. Um but, you know, shit like that can't happen. What if this game was a close game? You know what I'm saying? Like, that could have been the difference right there. On top of all that, he avoids the media after the game. Like, oh, my God. I feel like that is not the Yankee way, you know? Like, I feel like the Yankees do do their shit right. And when it's pretty much being like, when things go bad, I'm just not going to deal with it. Like, I'm only going to address this stuff when it's when it's in my favor. Um. I, in a way, I kind of feel bad for him because they were booing him a lot yeah. and stuff. And now I'm thinking, like, what if the Yankees, maybe the Yankees waited too long to trade him mm-hmm. while he while his stock was high? Because I feel like, you know, his defense hasn't always been great. But when he was hitting, it's like we kind of ignored it, you know? Mm-hmm. So this this uh, that's a good point. And, and this is something I had written a piece, uh, I think it was last week, about players that teams should sell high on. And Clint Frazier was one of those players that I feel like. He was making a name for himself for the quick bat speed. You hear Mark Teixeira on the, on the Michael K show almost weekly praising this kid. Almost anybody that talks about Clint Frazier has nothing but high praise for him. And um, I think that this one game like this, maybe, I'm, maybe I don't know, maybe it's, this is just a baseball fan in me or whatever, but I feel like one game could damage that. Like, I think he, he he's going to have to do some work to rebuild, you know, some goodwill, at least in the fans' eyes. I don't know how how big league teams look at it, but that that's how I'm looking at it right I, now. I feel like the way that he was hitting 
previously, like when he was jacking home runs in in uh, Camden Yards, mm-hmm. you could you could make the argument that he belongs, he deserves to start on our, on other teams. But now, you know, lately it's like now he's kind of like that. You know, he's gonna start for the guy that's being rested that day type of player. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Again, I feel kind of bad for him, but at the same time, like. If there's nothing wrong with him, I kind of don't feel bad for him. I the way he looked yesterday made me believe that there is something like mentally wrong with him. Maybe he's, maybe that concussion did something. That was a while ago. Yeah. But you know what I mean. I don't know. Yeah. It's just that game yesterday was so odd. I don't get it. And I said it. I mentioned this to you yesterday that yesterday was the first game that I watched with the Yankees where I was like, wow, like you, I felt the absence of Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. like the for the first time since he's been gone, kind of. And yeah, yeah, and and that got me to think because the Yankees, if if we're honest with ourselves, the Yankees are are getting by with AAA players for the most part. I think that the signing of DJ LeMahieu is huge right now, and 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 you see that he's still a valuable player. He's not a product of Coors Field, um, but otherwise, the the performance that Gio Urshela has been giving us, that Tyro Estrada has been putting together. How Luke Voigt has, you know, hasn't really fallen off since last season. You have guys like D- Domingo Herman has finally had a couple of bad starts, but for the most part, he's for the most part he's been an ace. We haven't missed guys like Aaron Judge and and Luis Severino and Giancarlo Stanton. I'm starting to wonder if yesterday, and I know that it's too soon. It's one game. They could shut me up tomorrow and come back and score 12 runs. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. But at one at some point, I feel like there's gonna have to be a drop off because this is almost too good to be true. The way this team has been playing and the way that they played yesterday, almost to me resembles what I was expecting them to be playing like uh, since they started losing all of those players. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I wonder yeah, yeah. if this could trigger something off here where where they start to fall off. I hope not. Um, but what do you think? Do you think that they could, you know, that this could trigger a you know, uh, uh, you know the Yankees it's, haven't lost a series. I don't know since like I don't know when. It's been like a month, maybe. Uh, yeah, I you think only the uh, I think only the Astros and the Twins have more wins than mm-hmm. the Yankees. And I just I don't want to say that it's it's the beginning of a down like a spiral downward or whatever because it's not like they were playing good for like two weeks or three weeks. They've been playing good all year yeah. since all these players started going down. So, honestly, I don't know. Only time will tell if this is the beginning of the end. On the flip side, the Red Sox needed to win yesterday. And I think it's great that it came at the hands of David Price, who never pitches good in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Never pitch. He's owned by Gary Sanchez. And, uh, you know, Gary Sanchez, he, he got his hit. I don't remember if it was all David Price or not. But congratulations for David Price. We really needed to win that game because I think we, had our, we were on a five-game losing streak. And that's the flip side of this. So it's like either the Yankees are. I'm hoping that if the Yankees do go on a downward spiral, this means that the Red Sox are on an upward spiral. Okay, is it upward spiral? Is that what people say? Why not, man? Um, Fuck it. And so there, there's more stuff that I want to talk about the Yankees, but this is a you know this is a good transition to just jump real quick into the Red Sox. What's going on with them? Like, I know we're coming off of a good win here where J.D. Martinez hit a home run. Rafi Devers looks like he's the real deal. He just got player of the month. Um, like you said, David Price, he's been the most consistent starter on your rotation. Um, even though Chris Sale's looking better, he can't seem to win a game. Um, 
do you think that th- that the Red Sox are broken? Like they're they're eight and a half games behind in the division, six games behind uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, and they're one game behind Texas, uh, the Texas Rangers for the second wild card. Like what's what is it? Because it's not the bullpen. The bullpen's been slacking a little bit lately, but for for the most part, they've been doing their job. Um, for the most part, I mean, this team has the same roster. What's going on here? And and do you need to make a move to improve this team? Um, I think the team is fine for the most part. And if if we're to believe the Yankees are a good team, we just ran into a good team. I I think Cleveland is still a good team, even though I don't think they're that amazing or that you know uh, solid as I used to think because of their pitching lately. I still think Cleveland is a good team. We just came back from playing the Astros. Those weren't easy games. You know, they were close games for the most part. So I don't know what's going on, but I don't think there's anything wrong. I just think that we just need to hit that that stride where we start winning series instead of, you know, maybe we're too focused on the Yankees because they are eight and a half games back, which is a lot, by the way. That's not easy to come back from. Mm-hmm. Um, I The only thing I said was, like, just don't get to 10 games back because – that's going to be impossible to overcome, I think. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. And but by no, the I don't way, think anything is wrong. It's nine games in the loss column. So, yeah, yesterday oh, okay. Yesterday would have been ten in the loss column. Call, yeah, I, I feel like I can't talk English today. <clears throat> well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, our bullpen is definitely – let me take back what I said. I said before I don't think there's anything wrong. Our bullpen is definitely a problem. I feel like every time they come in, we're giving up runs regardless. So I don't feel like we're winning any close games going into the late innings. Mm-hmm. But I also think that we'll find a way because we, we, you know, we slugged our way into the World Series last year. It's not like our pitching was great in the postseason. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But for the most part, like, we did it. We got it done with the bats and scoring runs. So I feel like we're never going to be that team that can just play these close games late. But maybe we can be that team that just wins game wins games early on with our, with our bats. Yeah. And – for that to happen, J.D. Martinez has to start heating up. Betts has to start heating up. And everybody else in general actually has to start heating up. Bogarts, to me, is the one that's like been holding it down. Him and Devers. Yeah. And obviously Chavis. But we still need J.D. and Betts, obviously. Would you be willing to trade a piece um, for a bullpen arm? Or, or do you think the Red Sox should bite their tongue or, you know, go against whatever they said they were going to do and just sign Kirk Kimbrell, bring them back. Um, mm, uh, it'd be cool to get Kirk Kimbrell. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade anybody for a bullpen arm. I feel like bullpen arms are so they're not overrated, but you really never know. Right. Like I remember with Chapman going to the Cubs yeah. was like the final piece they were missing. And for the most part, they were right because it helped them get to the world series. But in the world series, Chapman gives up that home run to uh, what was it, what was this guy again? Uh, um, the uh, Rajay Davis was it? Rajay Davis, the most random right? person to give a home run. You know, <laughs> that was a crazy ass moment by that the was, way. Man. But I'm always iffy about bullpen arms. I feel like they can go in any day, and and once they're gone, it's like you can never really get back to that. Like look at Andrew Miller. I feel like he's he can never get back to that uh dominant pitcher that he used to be. Yeah. And I, you know, so I would never trade anyone we currently have starting for a bullpen arm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That that's just me though. I would be down to sign some guys though. Yeah. But again, we are above the uh, 
you know, the uh, luxury tax or threshold, whatever the hell that is. Nice. Nice. So, so fuck it. So you're spend screwed. more money. <laughs> so you're screwed. Yeah, I think your only way out is to spend money because your farm system isn't good. You have to spend money to retain some of these players. I mean, JD, I don't know. If JD keeps playing like this, he might just he might just stay. Exercise his option and stay. Um, but you're going to have to sign. Um, did Sale sign an extension? I don't remember. Before the season? Yeah, so we extended him, yeah. Okay, so you're going to have to sign Mookie. You're going to have to sign... Uh, you re- you signed uh, Xander Bogarts. Um, I don't know. We shall see. And then you lost Moreland to the IL, who's actually been pretty good this season. Um, and then Pierce, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, we lost Pierce, but Pierce hasn't done shit, though. I mean, Who's playing first base for you guys right now, then? They, I don't know what his, what his name was. Travis. His name is... His last name is Travis. I'm looking at the box score right now. <laughs> Damn. When I saw him up to bat, I'm like, what the hell? Who's this? Who's this guy? But we lost Mitch Moreland, which was actually doing pretty good for us. And then, but Pierce, man, I don't know. Pierce hasn't done shit. And maybe this is who he really is. Maybe we just caught, you know, he caught fire at the right time, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, this is who you, he's, what, this what is kind of who he's been. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, but I feel like our lineup is so good that you, you should be able to get something done with know? the way De- with the way Devers is playing. If if Xander keeps playing the way he's playing, Mookie starts to play like he did last year, and JD Martinez starts to play like he played last year, then you guys could score eight runs a night. You know what I mean? And then you you yeah. win with eight runs a night, basically. Yeah. Um So I don't know. We shall see. But and I let refuse. Me, let me yeah. just say. This, let me just say this last mm-hmm. thing. If we're if we keep rolling these guys out there from the bullpen. I just don't see how we can go a whole season with these guys sucking. Eventually, they're just going to have to start pitching good. I mean, you're a major leaguer. Well, they, they they pitch good to, to start the season, though. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, that seems like so such. I feel like that just seems so such a, so long ago already. Yeah. Right? I mean, I remember the Stanton injury and the judge injury feels like months ago already. It hasn't mm-hmm. been that long. But I just feel like. It's faint already. That memory of them pitching good is faint, but I still don't think that we can go. Like, there's no way we're going to go a whole season with these guys sitting in the bed every night. Yeah. Eventually, they throw mid-90s, get it done, grind your way through these things. You know, yesterday, it was pretty, you know, it was a pretty, it got to be like a pretty tight situation with Barnes. We had the bases loaded with no outs, but we got out of it. Luckily, we had the runs to support that. Right. But again, those were, that was only because Clint Frazier played such a, a shitty game. So, yeah, you know, I, they, eventually they just got to start getting it done. They're they're professionals, is what Agreed. I'm saying. I agree. Yeah. Um. All right. So let me just jump right back into some Yankee stuff real quick, and then we'll end this Yankee Red Sox discussion that's that's been going on for a solid 25 minutes now, I'm not sure, or something 25 to 30 minutes. <laughs> um. So. Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell, it looks like teams are starting to kick the tires a little bit because the draft is actually tonight. Um, and I, I don't know how you feel about this. We could talk about this later, but I could give two shits about the MLB draft. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but anyway, um, it looks like Dallas Keuchel, the, the team that's favored to land him right now, according to John Heyman and some other reporters, are the Yankees. Um, but it seems like they're apart on money. So I know that that, that Dallas Keiko was asking for like 18 mil, which is is the qualifying offer, basically. So the Yankees are definitely not offering him that. I don't know why, but whatever. It looks like the Cardinals are in it, the Braves, Tampa, Twins, and the Brewers. 
but the Yankees are are favored. Um, and Dallas Keuchel said that he's willing to shave his beard or whatever the fuck, which I don't give a fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't even know at this point, like, to be honest with you, I know that this is going to sound crazy. I don't even know if we need him because oh man, I, I think we needed him to start the year. And and I think that we're starting to get to the point now where some players are starting to are going to start to come back. Like you had like, like Didi Gregorius might come back tomorrow, they're saying. Um, and I know that he's not a pitcher, but Giancarlo Stanton is supposed to be coming back pretty soon. Aaron Judge is said to be doing really well. He could be coming back sooner than than they predicted. Um, I don't know what the story is on Luis Severino, but he should be back around the All-Star break. The Yankees have a big cushion right now. And I'm not saying, like, just take shit for granted. But the starting rotation, in my opinion, hasn't been the problem. And In fact, I don't think any part of this team has been the problem. I think this team has played well enough. They're coming back from, from deficits. They're winning games that they shouldn't be winning. Um, they're, you know... I would just ride along with it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you get Luis Severino back, your rotation that to me, that's an acquisition in and of itself. You're, you're acquiring a, a pitcher who throws a hundred miles an hour, strikes out everybody and who can pitch for an ace. And maybe he'll pitch like he pitched in the first half of last year for the second half of the year. And, you know, I don't know. That's just my take. Paxton's been amazing for us. Masahiro Tanaka has been pitching really well. CC. Even though he can't pitch more than 75 innings, he's doing really well, too, in my opinion. He gave up three runs, but he held it down for the rest of the game. He kept his team in the game, in my opinion, uh, on Sunday. I think that if I'm the Yankees, I don't even see the point in in signing him. But that's just me. I don't know know what your take is. My take is that I feel like you can never have enough pitching. And everybody's – the Yankees are, are playing good on all parts of the game right now, starting pitching is doing good. You guys are hitting. The bullpen is holding it down, whatever, right? But I feel like no team can sustain that for a whole season, even though the Red Sox kind of did. Our bullpen was never really that solid. Again, I feel like we slugged our way to mm-hmm. every victory. Um, and I feel like James Paxson is injury-prone. CeCe Sabathia is injury-prone. I wouldn't even count Severino coming back. I have a feeling that he'll come back, make two starts, and go right back to the I.L., you know, I feel like it's a bigger issue with him. So I feel like you can never have enough pitching and I would take the I would take the opportunity to sign Dallas Keiko, especially since the Rays are in on it and that's a division yeah team that you wanna beat. So even if it's just for the sake that the Rays don't get him, maybe you guys should get him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And again, it's supposed to be because of all the injuries they've already been through and the fact that Paxton is most likely hitting the IL again. CC is probably going to do it again. And it's CC, man. Like You really don't know. He's like 40-something. You really don't know what you're going to get from him. He has knee problems. Yeah. And Severino, like, and also Domingo Herman. Like, there's a, in, there's a limit on his, on how many innings he's going to pitch in a season. And lately, he's been starting to pitch. You know, he's started to come back to earth a little bit. Yeah. I think what he did in the beginning of the year was amazing. But maybe we don't know what the real Domingo Herman is, you know? Yeah. So... Like that, I would sign Keiko. I would, I would do it. That start on Saturday, not to get off on a tangent, against the Red Sox, that was Domingo Domingo Herman from last year. Strikes out mm-hmm. eight bat, you know, eight batters in three innings, but he throws way too many pitches, walks too many people, um, and he ended up getting yanked like in the fourth inning or whatever. Um, but and I don't, also, I don't know. He he seems to me, he seems legit. I think that he, there's no way that he was in a pitch to a sub one whip, you know, a two ERA like. 
there has to be a course no, correction. Yeah. I, I feel like he's the real deal, in, in all honesty. I think Domingo Herman's a good pitcher. I do too. But but even um even James Paxton, like I think he's a great pitcher, but he doesn't always his he's not always that consistent, you know? Mm-hmm. He's great. He throws he throws hard. He's a lefty from the left hand side. He's great. But because of the injuries and inconsistencies, I mean, do you ever really know? Do you ever really want to take the chance? I feel like how you said, you know, the is there really a point because the Yankees are playing so well and you're winning games you're not supposed to win? Well, wouldn't you want to pad that a little bit more and yeah. be safe? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. In, in, in security, you can never have enough pitching. You're absolutely right. I guess I'm just it, I guess I'm just thinking of this in terms of. Does adding Dallas Keuchel, and this is something that I didn't bring up, does adding Dallas Keuchel stop you from making some other move? And I'm not saying that I that I want Max Scherzer on this team. Anybody who wants Max Scherzer on their team, that's you know, you'd be crazy if you said you didn't want him on this team. But it's not just Max Scherzer who could become available. There's there's word out there that Matthew Boyd, who's been pitching really well for Detroit, could become available. Um, you could have pitchers, you know, possibly. I don't know. I'm trying to think here. Uh, Bumgarner, Bumgarner, exactly. That's that's what I was thinking about. Bumgarner in in the West could become available. They're going to cost you a lot less. You have these people in the farm system that you can trade away at this point. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But but at the same time, Dallas Keuchel would just cost you money. So, but is Dallas is Dallas Keuchel equivalent to to a Madison Bumgarner? They kind of have the same velocity. They're going to give you similar production, but I like. Madison Bumgarner's um, history in the postseason better. I don't know. But I, might, know I, I might just be being stupid. No, I don't think you're being stupid. I think Bumgarner and Keiko is a good comparison. If I had to choose one or the other, I'm choosing Keiko because I feel like I've seen too much of inconsistency from Bumgarner lately. And also, mm-hmm. it seems like the only argument people really bring to the table with Bumgarner is that he's this all-time great in the postseason. But that was like four or five years ago. Yeah. You know, like I think it's almost like saying, I don't know, Jeter was great in the postseason. <laughs> yeah, that was like ten years ago. You know, like yeah, yeah. I think Bumgarner's. I think I think Bumgarner's still a great pitcher, but I hear too much of the postseason argument for him now because he hasn't been pitching as good as he used to in the past. Ever since he's, mm-hmm. these random injuries, ever since he broke his arm on that dirt bike, <laughs> yo, I feel like he never got back to that ace status he's still the ace of the of the giants but is he really an ace on other teams probably not you know and and i feel like the more you hear about that postseason argument being that that's the only argument now i i'm kind of like i'm a little scared of like going all in on Bumgarner. i'm pretty sure he'll do great on on the yankees team you know the the giants aren't a great team right now i'm pretty sure he'll do great but i'm hearing that postseason argument too much and none of like you know i like i like the fact that keiko made keiko that sounded so weird for some reason coming out of my mouth. But I like the I like the fact that Keiko made thirty one starts last year. Like that to me is like a huge thing in today's yeah. game. I guess I'm I'm looking at Bumgarner's injuries and to me they're the result. They're not they're not they're almost not pitching related. Like the, the bike accident wasn't pitching related. I know that he missed some time again last year. I can't remember what it was for, but um it wasn't his arm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything like that. So I feel like his his level of play right now is natural for his age, for how long he's been on the league. But um, he's a six-inning pitch, pitcher. He's going to give up, you know, maybe three. He's going to be a quality start pitcher, three runs, six innings. 
mm-hmm. take that, and I, and I I would take his his postseason experience. But to your point, Dallas Keuchel has postseason experience too, and he was the MVP of that you know that 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 series against the Yankees in in 2015. You know he's pitched well in the postseason too. So yeah. I don't know. I, there's just something I'm, in me that I don't like the move. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we have too no, many I lefties. Mean, but Madison Bumgarner's a lefty too. So I, I don't I don't even know, man. I don't even you, know. When you made the case that if they get Keiko, will that stop him from making other moves? Yeah, if the other move is going to be like Max Scherzer or obviously Bumgarner and everything, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, what's – who knows, man? Honestly, it's it's a good it's a good situation to be in if you're the Yankees, right? Because yeah. they have pieces to trade away. They have money to spend. They're winning. It's not like – it's not going to be a move based off of, like, panic mode or anything. So right. at least we know that whatever they do decide to do, it's going to be a well-thought-out. Uh, running, crunching the numbers, it's going to be the best move. You know, who knows? But if it were me, I would take Keiko, and I'd trade for a pitcher. Fuck it. I don't know. We, nice. I mean, with the Yankees, you never know with all these injuries. Yeah, right. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to end this. We can't talk Yankees Red Sox anymore. So, CT in May, Major League Baseball broke a record. They set the record for home runs in a month with 1,120. And so in a lot of last week we talked about whether or not Christian Yelich could be the next 60 home run hitter. Um you know, you have, I don't know how many guys are on pace to hit 50 or more home runs this season. I know that baseball is a game that's that's stuck in its history and in, you know, records are, are important, an important part of, of the game. But I have to say, I think that this is really good for baseball because it's entertaining. People want to see home runs. People want to see incredible feats like Cattell Marte yesterday hit a home run that almost went 500 feet I think it was like 487 or something like that like yeah 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 I think that's great for baseball like to be honest with you I'm at a point right now that if a hitter has hits 80 home runs I wouldn't give two shits I think that's great it it makes people want to watch it makes people talk about the game like if the balls are juiced fine if but just make sure that everybody's using the same ball then you know what I mean as long as it's a level playing field Fine. It makes performances like Max Scherzer's yesterday even more impressive. He went eight innings and basically willed the Nationals to a win. It makes, uh, you know, when when you see Jordan Hicks throwing 103 or whatever, like it makes things like that even more enjoyable to me because you're almost seeing like we had talked about this before. It was a game on the on the Super Nintendo, I think it was, where it's like robots playing baseball. Um, oh, uh, Super Super Baseball 2020. Yeah, and they do like incredible shit. Super baseball, like you, like super they each have two thousand, whatever it's called, and they each have like their own powers, and they do incredible shit or whatever. Like, yeah, that game was amazing. Yeah, I think that that's fine. You know what I mean? A lot of people are like pissed off about it or whatever. I say fuck it, let it go, man. At least they're not juicing. You know what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, okay, you know what it is? Like, I'm I'm cool with it, but I want to at least be. I I at least want to know the reason behind it. I don't want to. I don't want to be told that athletes are just this new breed of power and strength. I, I think I mentioned this last season in our podcast yeah. uh, or at the early this season. I don't remember when it was, but I never really bought into the whole, oh, like the 2019 athlete is bigger, stronger and faster than this. No, I just think they learn how to train better and they look better and they eat better and all this and all this shit. That's what I think it is. Yeah. I don't believe that. 
you know, I really do believe that if you take Mickey Mantle and insert him in today's game and he has the tools that athletes are given today, I still think we're, we're looking at Mike Trout 2.0. You know, I still think that these athletes well, put it this way, like how long have we been around as humans on this planet? Do Are we really going to make that big of a leap in two decades? You know, I mean, looking at the I know that this is completely off topic, but looking at like the way technology has evolved, I think it's possible. You know, well, I, I think humans have evolved tremendously over the last century. I mean, I mean, technology is one thing because that's like discoveries we're making that are propelling us forward like exponentially but how are we propelling ourselves forward unless it's performance enhancing but how are we how are we propelling ourselves forward with the human genetics like we can't just fake that shit we can't just speed the process up you know Mm. anyways that's neither here nor there but i don't have a problem with all these home runs i just wish that if the balls are juiced i want to be told the balls are juiced and i want us to be able to distinguish between 2014, whenever they switched the balls, when we interviewed that guy and we found out or whatever, yeah. I want to know the difference. You know, I just want to know. Not that it's going to bother me when I'm watching a game because everybody's using the same baseballs. It's not like they're only pitching these juiced baseballs to the home run leaders of the league. Right. So I don't have a problem with it. Everybody's on an even playing field. But I at least want to know, yeah, the balls are juiced. And, yeah, the bats have cork in them, by the way. And, uh <laughs> You know, we're tipping pitches for these certain batters so that they can size up the ball and shit. You know, I want to be told I don't want to be lied to. I don't want to be I don't want to think that, uh, you know, Christian Yelich is this new breed of baseball player that we've never seen before Mm -hmm. because we have. Yeah. um, And that's my my take on it. So, okay, So, yeah. And and this is my point with the steroid era, too, which I've made before. Like, you know. Prior to 1920, when, when uh, the the David Neft episode, the the Babe Ruth, the missing home run episode, if you haven't listened to it, go back and check it out on our website, wttspod.com. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he pointed out to us how prior to 1920, if you were to watch baseball, it was a completely different game. Um, there wasn't RBIs. Hits were counted differently. Like... You needed, I think it was like five balls to get on base or whatever. You used to be able to tell the pitcher where you wanted them to throw the ball. It was a completely different game. So we named that part of baseball a different era. I don't know what the fuck they call it. But post that, the dead ball era, exactly. Post that, we have the modern day era. You have the live ball era. You have the steroid era. Let's call this the juice ball era or whatever. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we talked about before, we can't compare a Babe Ruth to a Barry Bonds. We can look at their stats and say, okay, look how similar they are. I think Bonds is better than Ruth because of this. I think Ruth is better than Bonds because of this. But when Ruth was playing, there weren't any African-American players in the league. Um, you know, you you get what I'm trying to say? Like, th- There's always going to yeah. be something added to the game that's going to change shit. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree there's always going to be something added. But in this case... We're talking about the baseball, like something that the the league is providing. It's not like I'm a player secretly, you know, trying to enhance my play and doing it behind closed doors. No, Major League Baseball. And again, we're just speculating here. Nobody really knows if the balls are juiced right. for sure. Unless, you know, we're to believe these reports where they actually cut open the baseballs and did their you know, scans and everything and found out there's actually some different or the ball's more compact or whatever it was that those reports found. Mm-hmm. 
cool, whatever. I don't care what it is. I'm cool with the home runs. I like it. I enjoy the home runs. I've always been a fan of that entertainment. And you're right. It makes everything else, you know, better. Like Scherzer still pitching at this age and striking out 15 and all and all that crazy stuff. It makes all that, cra- you know, great. But I don't want to be – I don't want to speculate anymore. I want to know if, if, if the balls are juiced, just come out and say it. Yeah. And we got to think they're juiced, man, because we – I. I feel like every ball that's hit Oppo in Camden Yards by a right-handed batter is gone, <laughs> and that should and that's not right. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I, I'm pre- like, yes, I don't have evidence. I don't have a ball in front of me right now. I didn't take it apart. I'm pretty sure these balls are juiced. I, like everybody and their mother is hitting a home run in baseball right now. But it's to turn the shit into the X Files, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think it's making the game more enjoyable. That's just me, though. No, no, yeah, yeah, I, do, I agree. It's making the game more enjoyable, but. I don't want to just I guess my whole issue is that I don't want to think like we're looking at this new type of baseball that guys are changing their swing. And also, you know, we're we're looking at these this new breed of, of athletes like I don't think there's that much difference between what we're seeing today and what Ryan Howard was a decade ago. You, or like, you know what I would have a problem with is if baseball decided, OK, you caught us. All right, we're gonna go back to the old baseballs or whatever. And then all of a sudden, yeah, then yeah, you're right, you're right. All of a sudden, you have all these players who are amassing all these, all these, you know, stats or whatever. All of a sudden, these players become different players. Josh Bell doesn't isn't Josh Bell anymore. Christian Yelich isn't Christian Yelich anymore. You change the entire game, and I think that's how you lose fans. I think that's why baseball went through a period in the 2000s where the game wasn't that in, wasn't that exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like. It was on you, the rise, you, and then they, they yeah. Then know. all of a sudden, they they decided to out themselves and fucking you know beat each other up and shit. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. But at some point, you have to treat the game like football, like the NFL treats the game. Like these dudes do steroids, they got a slap on the wrist, and that's it. You move on from it. You don't fucking do a con- congressional query on this shit. You don't send investigative journalists to out people like. And that's what baseball does. And it's just like, all right, so what the fuck was the point of all this shit? What what the fuck was the point of closing yeah. your eyes and letting players do steroids then? What the fuck was the point of juicing In, the baseball? It's like to get a quick yeah. burst of excitement, but then you're gonna lose it all? Like I don't know. In the NFL in the NFL they tweak the game overnight to yeah. benefit offense. And by overnight I mean like in the off season, they'll hold a meeting and be like, All right, now this is considered a catch. It wasn't yeah. last season, but this is cons- in the MLB it takes like five years to make a change. Yep. Like we're flirting with the idea uh we flirted with the idea of having a pitch clock or instant replay, but it did it took years to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I remember the what was it? The Gallardo perfect game. I definitely butchered that last name. I don't remember. But yeah, that yeah. perfect game that Oh, Galarraga. Galarraga. His perfect game that got messed up by the Mm -hmm. umpire, that was the beginning of, you know, instant replay. It still took, like, two years afterwards, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or when Chase Utley took out – what was it? Who was the runner that took out Buster Posey in the the, uh, Uh, game? Fuck, I don't remember. That ended trucking catchers. I don't remember. And by and but Pedroia too, by the way. Manny Machado, I know it was an accident, but I think that was kind of the, the end of Pedroia right there. That was kind of when it all started. And uh it did. yeah, you're right. And Utley, was it Wilmer Flores that he that he tumbled into? I yeah, it was, and he completely like ended his season and yeah, shit. Yeah. Which all right, I get it. But 
that shit's been happening for years. Like <laughs> that's trucking baseball, catchers man. has been happening yeah. for years, and it took it took Buster Posey, Jeter 2.0, to get injured for us to, for something to be done about it. So in the NFL, they do things like overnight. It seems mm-hmm. compared to how baseball does it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I concur, CT. So we, I had sent you guys a message today, the 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 fantasy, you know, league group chat. And I just want to talk about this real quick. I cannot, Mondays are starting to get on my nerves. Like I, I get in a bad mood on Monday because I look at my fantasy app and I see that half my team isn't playing, but it's not, it's not just that it's that later on in the night, I'm not going to have a game to watch. And I, I, I'm at a point now where I understand that players need rest. So why not just make it an expectation in everybody's mind that there won't be games on Mondays go like Japan does where they play on a six six games a week schedule. There's always one day off. I think it's Monday that's the day off. And each pitcher has a day where they pitch. So, like, for the Yankees, let's say, for example, CeCe Zabathia pitches on Tuesday. CeCe's going to pitch every single Tuesday. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka's going to pitch every single Wednesday. James Paxson every Thursday. This person every whatever. Just, I think that you save your pitchers a little bit in that way because – Pitchers are creatures of habit. Every baseball player is a creature of habit. They know when it's their time to go. They can prepare, yada, yada, yada. Players get their day off, their dedicated day off. They know exactly when it's going to come. And you set the tone with the fans. There's no games on Mondays. There's no expectations. None of that. Or here's the other option. Or you work on a rotating schedule. Like, for example, like you give any East team the day off on Monday. So NL East teams and AL East teams, they get the day off on Monday. NL Central, AL Central teams get the day off on Tuesday. AL West and NL West teams get the day off on Wednesday or whatever. So every day there are games and there's a good amount of games. It's not like there's only two games being played. Like I, I'm pretty sure today there's only like four games or some shit. Like there's just yeah. nothing happening in the world of baseball today. Um, well, I'm good. I'm good with. Having Monday off completely because Mondays suck. So Mondays do like, suck. Yeah, just get rid of that day for for <laughs> baseball. So I'm good with Monday being off. But the alter the rotating thing with like divisions. I mean, that would have. I mean, would that ever work with like interleague play and stuff? It might not. It might not work. But maybe you. I don't know. Maybe you do it by team instead of division. Maybe you. I don't know. Like yeah. these well, teams have this day off. You know, or whatever. Yeah, and you know what? I'm. I'm. I like. I don't have any no knock against Japan style of of playing where pitchers have like a set day, but I kind of don't like that. You know, I feel like you're 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 leaving out the possibility that like a certain pitcher can match up with another pitcher, or like maybe CC never pitches on a Saturday again, like a Saturday day game. I know it doesn't mean much, but I kind of just like don't want to set pitchers to like a certain day. Yeah, of the week. I, I get like it. There, I mean, personally. there's no rule to it, but that's just the way they do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. it works. For, it works for them, and I just don't know if I would be the biggest fan of that. I don't know. know. I just, I Mondays. I don't know. I just feel like it's pointless to me. Yeah, yeah. On a day like today, where there's only four games, I feel like might as well just not have had any games. You know, give us, give us the day off. <laughs> and you know, for the for the for the West, like fine because the games are late. There was only one game played today. It was the Chicago Chicago Cubs versus the Angels. Um, but other than that, every single game after that starts at nine forty or later. So for the West Coast, so, that's great. But for us on the East Coast, essentially, you have no games because 
Are you going to yeah, stay well, up until one o'clock in the morning watching Phillies, the Phillies versus uh, San Diego? You know what I'm saying? Like, quick, quick question about that Cubs and Angels game. What was the point of that? Who watched that game? Nobody. If you have, if you have work, who watched that game? If you're an Angels fan, it was twelve to one o'clock when that game was taking place. For us, it was like four, three or four. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But what was the point of having the game at that time? Like, are they trying to purposely not have people watch? that game <laughs> they're just fill, it's like they're filling in the schedule and it's just like That's ma- just to stupid. me i don't know to me it's just make it meaningful there to me there has to be a point to it i don't know maybe there doesn't have to be a point maybe it's just all right this team needs to play 162 games there's a day here let's put a game here whatever the fuck i don't know i just think and also you might as well just make a dedicated day off fuck it why not and also what's the point of having red Sox and yankees in in london I don't know, man. Is there ever going to be a baseball team in London? Does does anybody really give a shit about baseball? In, is London in... is London is London drooling by the mouth for a game and <laughs> so bad that they're like, oh yeah, I gotta have this. The games are going to be at ten a.m. A Yankees and Red Sox game is going to be at ten a.m. Nobody's going to watch that shit. And mark my words, there will never be a team in the United Kingdom ever. There will never be a team there. There's no point to is, this. Is there a league? Is there a league there? Baseball. I'm, I'm sure that there's some sort of like amateur baseball leagues, like where regular folks play baseball. But I'm pretty Would sure ever- that if we look at the demographics for baseball fans, that there's very little people in in the UK, in Europe in general, that watch baseball. Would you ever be okay with a worldwide baseball tournament every year where the whole world competes and? Obviously, we'll still have all the teams in America, but like I'm talking about every team competes and it just all trickles down to one bracket. Like the World Baseball Classic? Well, a little more, a little more games, a lot more games in the World Baseball Classic. So I'm you're talking saying, about a you're season, saying like the DR teams, like, like the, like Escogido will be a team. Aguilas, Everybody competes. Every single team a, in the planet competes. That's what you're saying? I mean, it's, it's the World Series. So right? that I think that would be awesome, but I don't think it'll ever happen. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the players' association would ever let that happen. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Just um, thinking, but that would be pretty cool, I guess. But then, what do you do with players who, like, let's say Didi wants he wants to play for the Netherlands? I want to represent the Netherlands, but I can't because or Curacao, no, wherever about, he's from. It's not about representing. It's a. I mean, obviously, he can sign with the Netherlands or whatever teams they have over there. It's not about representing. It's a basically the MLB how it is now, except that now there's a hundred other teams across the world. I mean, the scheduling would be crazy. You'll have to take flights for days to go play a series oh or whatever. God. I get it. It would have to be so one yeah, and done. Yeah, this will never happen. But I'm just saying, like, you know, in a thousand years from now, <laughs> when talent is so saturated that they have to expand and they keep expanding and expanding, you know. Or or when Virgin, know. what's that company? Virgin, the guy, what's his name? The rich guy. Virgin Mobile. Yeah, well, he has an air, he has an airlines, and he's already selling tickets for this plane. That's yeah, I guess it's almost ready, but the tickets are going for like hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever. But it's supposed wait, to wait. get you from like New York to California. I think in like an hour or some shit. Like it goes high, like it goes higher than any plane, so it can get from one place to another at a faster rate because you're basically you're breaking the atmosphere like you're traveling in space basically you get what i'm saying yeah I'll, <laughs> I'll, i'm gonna i'm gonna pass on that one <laughs> but when that becomes commercially available in like 50 years 
maybe because you can go you know you can go from from new york to hawaii in two hours or some shit then maybe but when he, when humans when humans figure out how to teleport particles Ooh. through time and space break the space when, and time when, continuum yeah when when traveling becomes an instance like you know like a second because yeah. of teleportation all right we're getting off topic Okay, so I wanted to talk about the the not re- I wanted to bring up the B delay thing, but that's kind of stupid. But let me just get let me just catch you people up. I had sound for it. I'm not going to play it. The San Diego Padres Miami Marlins game was delayed yesterday because the field was swarmed with bees. Did you see this, CT? No, I didn't see it. Literally they like the, the I forget who goes up to to the plate. He's taking his practice hacks and all of a sudden he just runs away and you see everybody on the field just like take off. And all of a sudden, the announcers are like, what's going on? Oh, bees, bees. They they have to hit the ground. Everybody has to get down on the ground, blah, 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 whatever. And um, everybody just leaves the field. You start to see fans take off. And all of a sudden, you see these like a swarm of bees, like hundreds of thousands of bees just take the field. And they congregate on like the Fox microphones. Um, but I thought yeah. it was crazy. Like a baseball game is delayed by bees. And then, and then this guy in a bee suit shows up and starts like taking all the bees out. Fucking crazy. Baseball games being you know, delayed there, by bees. There's like a big issue in the world where bees are like dying off and everything. Yes. And apparently bees are really essential to our way of living. So I'm wondering yep. if somebody just released these bees to like, you know, cause the uh, the discussion to stir up the discussion or something. Because if, if it happened in one game, how often does this happen? I feel like this doesn't happen. Apparently it's, so it happened frequently. in a minor league game a couple of years ago. And I think it was in San Diego, too. So I've seen it, yeah. It might be a San Diego issue. I don't know. Um, but yes, you're right. The bee, there is a bee issue in this planet. And like I, I, have, I have two kids, and I always talk to my little daughter because she's afraid of bees. And my wife is afraid of spiders. So their immediate reaction is kill it, kill it, kill it. And in my mind, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to kill the bee. We need the bee. Like, and we need spiders, too. We need spiders, too. And I was saying, like, the spider serves a purpose. You guys don't like mosquitoes. The spider builds a net to fucking catch the mosquitoes. Like... That's his job. Let's let him do his job. Like, yeah, I don't want a spider crawling around my house, but let's just pick him up and throw him outside instead of killing him. Anyway, I sound like a pacifist that I don't kill shit. But anyway, I don't kill shit. But anyway, um, I'm gonna be honest. I kill I kill spiders all the time, but that's because <laughs> like they. I mean, I don't. I'm not afraid of spiders, but I kill them shits if I see one, <laughs> and I'll probably kill a bee if I see it. My bad. No, nah, don't kill the bees. If, because guys, if, if a bee, we if the bees go something. away, guys, if the bees go away, we're fucked. Our planet is done. No, done. no, I'll I'll end up contributing a lot of funds to preserving bee life and everything like that. But if I'm minding my own business, shooting around hoops in my backyard or something, <laughs> and a bee is in my personal space and it just does not go away, I'm more I'm gonna find a wiffle bat and size it up and send that shit. Damn. <laughs> flying <laughs> holy shit I, are you ever just minding your own business and a bee is just like all <laughs> in your space like i can i mean i can see a fly like okay so like mosquitoes for example they serve no purpose in our ecosystem i think somebody did a yeah, study yeah. on it and they serve zero purpose in our ecosystem so you can eliminate all mosquitoes and it more than likely i mean it might affect the, the frogs and shit and the spiders and because bats. they eat them and bats um but th- so here's the thing. All right, this is getting really off topic, but I need to talk about this real quick. <laughs> Maybe you don't eliminate the the mosquito population. There's this 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 group of scientists that came up with a way to genetically modify mosquitoes. Like they put this. I don't know how they did it, but they put this like 
certain type of food or something that are, that mosquitoes are attracted to. And when they eat it, it transforms their body. So, like, when they bite you or whatever, they can't transport diseases or anything like that. It all goes away. And, and if they reproduce with other mosquitoes, their offspring won't have the ability to, uh, like, pass on all these diseases and shit. So, like... If you don't want to kill these things off, at least, you know, at least do that. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they really do not serve any purpose, aside from feeding fucking frogs. But then what do frogs no, I, do for us? I agree. I agree. <laughs> I don't know what the hell the point of mosquitoes are, but I don't know where you were going with that. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> statement there. I thought, I, thought, I thought you were focusing on me killing bees, but... I will kill a bee if it's in my space. Well, and no, I'm just minding my own business. I got into like, that I'm because get a wiffle- <laughs> I got into I'm that. My yellow wiffle ball bat, <laughs> and I'm waiting for it to get within distance so I can, you know, take a daddy hack. <laughs> the point of it was I was talking about ecosystems. If we if we eliminate all bees, then our ecosystem is gone because you know we need them no, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and again, I'm not on a mission to kill all bees. I'm just saying, like it wasps bees oh wasps man fuck those things those yeah, things any of those things they scare the shit that out are like yeah any of those th- any of those things with stingers or you know mosquitoes that extract bug ex- extract blood and stuff like that bees i feel like there's you know I'm but not that's the thing bees don't want it there. bees don't want your blood they, they're not interested in it if they bite you but it's because been, they're being defensive but have you ever just been minding your own business outside and a bee is just like around you and oh yeah absolutely but if you ignore him he goes away getting... eventually <laughs> okay well i know i know a couple people have gotten stung by bees for no reason so <laughs> they probably felt threatened maybe because they were somebody was swinging a fucking wiffle bat at the bee um all right, all right so i wanted to talk about the players of the month that baseball announced but I, fuck it i'm just gonna tell you guys who it is and we're not gonna have a discussion about it i'm sorry ct but uh, okay. <laughs> the players of the month are Josh Bell and Rafi Devers. The pitchers of the month are Lucas Giolito, who, by the way, holy shit, man. He really came. I know. What the hell, man? Yeah, I wish I had picked him up on the waiver wires. I saw him a few times, stayed away from him, and I regret it. Anyway, Young Jin Ryu is a pitcher of the month in the National League. The rookies of the month are Michael Chavis and Austin Ray- Riley. And the relief pitchers of the month are Araldis Chapman and Josh Hader. I put out my hitters power rankings and I did it for the month of May and I agree with baseball. And I, I put mine out before baseball came out. My top hitter in the American League was Rafi Devers too. And my top hitter in the National League was between Arenado and Josh Bell. But Josh Bell for me just edged out Arenado. Um, so I agree with that. Anyway, next topic. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we here. I don't know if you've been watching Started the NBA the finals, bottom, have you? Here, yeah, on and off. I mean, here. yesterday I watched, I mostly focused on the Yankees and Red Sox game, so I didn't watch a lot of that game, but yeah. Okay, so. I know so that Kawhi Leonard just sued Nike. I, I just saw that on Bleacher Report, too, which is fucking random. But anyway, and yeah. the, and another and another story came out about Kawhi Leonard that he he's he purchased a house in Toronto. I hate stories like that because that doesn't Me mean it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't matter if he bought a house in Toronto. That doesn't mean that he's not going to yeah. go play somewhere else. Like the guy's a millionaire. Like he can he can afford to buy a house in Toronto. Toronto's a beautiful place it looks like from the pictures that I I've never been there, but or he might have like, fucking like nice made place. an investment. He might have purchased a house to flip it and sell it. A lot of players do that shit. 
Um, yeah. And not only that, but, you know, like when, when, when people say shit like, oh, LeBron bought, a, you know, or for example, LeBron bought a house in in New York or Kevin Durant has a business in New York. So he might be coming to the Knicks. That doesn't mean shit because just because he signs with the Knicks, it doesn't mean that he's going to live in New York full time. You only play 41 games in New York. The other half of the season, you're on the road. And after the season is over, you're not in, you you know, if you don't live in New York, you're not there. So for, for most of the time, you're not even, you're not even in the place that you play for. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't even give a shit, but that wasn't even the point of what I was getting to. The point was this. So there's, I, I'm calling this the Drake saga because for some reason, Drake is getting a pass with the NBA. Like he could literally do whatever he wants. He, um, he's on the court talking trash, you know, it, it almost seems like he's one of the players. But if any other fan does the type of shit that Drake does, maybe not Spike Lee. Spike, Spike Lee is kind of the same situation, too, in New York. Um, I feel like they would get tossed immediately. and um, But at the same time, I think it's good for the game. And and especially this series has been, I think, entertaining um, when, in many cases, you would think that a series between the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors wouldn't be so entertaining um but i think it's making it entertaining so first let me just real quick recap what's going on with drake and and the warriors it started when drake wore a throwback raptors jersey of steph curry's father in game one to talk shit um yeah right and and um after the war after the raptors beat the warriors then he called draymond green trash or whatever then in game two he shows up with a hoodie um, with Macaulay Culkin in the back, and it says Kevin on it. You remember the the scene where the mom remembers yeah. that she left Kevin yeah. at home, <laughs> which is I think is funny. Um, referring to KD, and then the Warriors win. They go on a twenty zero run between the second and the third quarter, and uh, at the end of the game, Clay Thompson and KD are kind of just waiting for Drake to walk past, and finally he walks past, and this is this is what was said. Let me know if you can if you can't hear it. Let me know. Okay, so basically Clay Thompson sees Drake. So Clay Thompson's on his way to his locker room and KD, like, a, I'm sorry to use this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Fuck it. Like a little girl's like, yo, yo, he's coming, he's coming. And then freaking Clay runs back to go see Drake. And he says, see you, see you in the Bay, Aubrey, which is Drake's birth name. And he says, you weren't talking tonight, were you, with your bum ass? And, he, and then uh, Drake says something back to them or whatever. Uh, something to the to the effect of like it was it took it would took you like it was close or like you guys had to really work for that win blah 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 whatever, and then Clay Thompson says oh it was light work or whatever and then KD starts talking shit too and Drake just walks away. Um, what's your like? Do, do you like this whole dynamic? Like you know what I'm saying? Is this like making this entertaining for you? Is it good for the NBA? Like I like, I kind of like that Drake is is so you know invested in the raptors because he's all about toronto and stuff and he's the i'm not saying he's the only celebrity to ever come out of toronto but he he took toronto to a new level 
and basketball. I mean, the NBA is just like one of those unique things. It's it's almost like different from every other sport because they have fans sitting on the court. Mm-hmm. Like if a a fan and literally, did you see how somebody drop kick Arnold Schwarzenegger the other day? Oh my god, man! Yeah, I saw that. So, and I'm calling it now. We're gonna see a crazy fan for for clout and for for. For views, they're gonna trip NBA players. That's gonna become a thing one day, and I think the NBA loves it because it's the only sport that allows fans to get that close. Drake is like the biggest artist on the planet, mm-hmm. and so they obviously they love it. If I was KD, I wouldn't be talking shit because I haven't played, mm-hmm. and you know I'm not contributing at all to to, to anything. Um, I don't. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't love it with the whole exchange at the end, but I do like Drake's antics because he's a fan and you know, it's, it's funny if he's actually has an effect on it because as athletes, you're supposed to be professional. You're not supposed to be affected by that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's funny that Drake is having this effect and I like it, but I don't like the whole exchange and you know, this like these, you know, street talk bashing each other and stuff. Nothing's going to happen. NBA players want to be rappers and rappers want to be NBA players and stuff. So I don't, you know, I don't love it. You know, so I think I think that there's a point that you made there is is the one reason why it bothers me and it's because you the NBA is sending the fans mixed signals in my opinion because an NBA fan who may not I almost dropped something that's why my voice sounded like that um <laughs> an NBA fan could see Drake and yes he's not he's not your typical NBA fan he's not a you know a blue collar fan sitting in the nosebleeds he's on the court for a reason um, those seats are expensive as hell, yada, yada, yada. But an NBA fan is, can watch this and they can say to themselves, oh, it's OK to talk shit to these players. It's OK to, to you know, be in their faces and shit and get on the court and this, this and that. Um, and you might have a situation like what happened with Ron Artest a few years back. I don't know if you remember this, but the Madness at the Palace, they called it when Ron Artest literally went into the stands and there was like a massive brawl. Um, yeah. that, that's the kind of shit you're going to have to avoid. And I was listening to the Michael K show, I think it was last week and Michael K had asked a question and, and Peter and Don kind of laughed it off, but you gotta, you gotta really think about it. What if somebody in the stands <clears throat> decides I'm gonna, or, or let's say Draymond Green, who's a fucking nutcase decides I can't take this shit anymore. I'm taking, I'm taking out Drake. I'm going to go after him or whatever. And Drake's bodyguard, because you know his bodyguard is nearby somewhere, goes and chokes out Draymond Green and kills him on the court, for example. I know it's an exaggeration, but is that, you know, it's not impossible. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if some shit like that happens? And what if what what if a fan gets the mixed signals, does the same shit and goes after a Draymond Green and Draymond Green chokes the fan out because Draymond Green is a big dude. You know what I'm saying? Like or he punches him and he gets a concussion. The guy's mentally disabled after there's something. I, that's the part that I, I get worried about with this. No, you'll see. I'm telling you, like, and, and if you think about it, this season in the NBA, there was a moment with Russell Westbrook where a, a little kid yeah, uh, yeah, tapped him on the shoulder or something like that, and Westbrook took like got offended. And at the time, I was like, Westbrook, you're being a, a fucking baby, which I still think he was being a baby at that situation. But, you know, there's really nothing stopping a fan from – hurting one of these players and vice versa. And there was even another situation this year where I forget the guy's name, but I know he plays for the Nuggets, mm-hmm. uh, fell like next to a fan and a fan actually like, you know, 
pumped them up and everything and they they both enjoyed it so that was like a good moment in that sense but i find it funny how like this whole drake thing is taking place in the same year that that whole russell westbrook incident happened and i i wouldn't be shocked if in the next coming years you will see a fan trip a player on purpose yeah and just deal with the consequences consequences afterwards you know yeah and that's where we're at now and full disclosure it's it's ha- this has happened before like but like i said spike lee with the knicks is one of those rabid fans too and he got some players faces and there was that that series against the pacers which breaks my fucking heart when reggie miller scored like i think it was like 15 points in like 30 seconds or some shit and uh and reggie miller went straight to spike lee and he got in his face but it, you know, like you said, now we're in a different world where where you have the YouTubes and the Instagram lives and all this shit. And a fan might try to get trying to get some clicks or trying to go viral might do something stupid like this. And what if that what if what if Russell Westbrook, when he was tapped on the shoulder by that kid or whatever, what if he had turned around and just flat out just decked him, not knowing that it was a little kid? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, is it is it out? of? No, yeah. Could he have felt threatened? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think. I'm I, I'm telling you, man. I don't put it past this day and age that people do things for views and clicks or whatever. And I really do think the NBA is gonna have to rethink the gift and the curse that they have because the gift is is that they're the only sport that allows the fan to be that close, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> and it's benefiting them now because it's Drake. But I don't want to use this as an example, but. Maybe like someone of a lesser status, like Bow Wow. Maybe he, <laughs> maybe he watches a game and he decide he feels some type of way and he wants to do something crazy. Or do you remember that situation? I'm not even gonna mention this. This doesn't relate to it at all. But yeah, it's definitely possible that I definitely do think that it's it's gonna get to a point where they're gonna have to push those seats back at least five rows and put like fences around or something. You know? Yeah, that, that would. So that's suck, gonna take. That's gonna that's gonna take away an element of the game that you know. Only the NBA has, but what can you do? I mean, yeah, we're we're it's it's not a. I don't put it past the current fan to do crazy shit. <laughs> word, word, Maybe word. That's word. why those seats are so expensive. I so believe it or not, CT, I actually got to sit uh, courtside at a Knicks game once, and it's whoa, it's amazing, man. Like it'll never happen again in my entire life, but. That's one experience that I'll never forget. And it's, you know, like it's 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 that crazy. Just looking around you and seeing the people sitting just right around you is unbelievable. And then when you look on the court, you see how big, you know, the court looks so small when you're there because these players are so big. It's almost like, I don't know. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. If you ever get a chance to go to, I don't know what team sucks right now because I don't really follow the NBA too much. The Knicks suck, but I mean it's the Madison Square Garden, so yeah, it's if, always going to be expensive. There. Yeah, it's always going to be expensive. But if you can go to any game, you know, in the United States that's super cheap and it's courtside, you should definitely do it because it's it's for sure an, an experience. And the NBA is one of those sports. I think NBA and hockey are probably the best games, the best sports to watch live. Um, you know, at the stadium. I mean, yeah. Uh, the NFL sucks live, but we already talked about that. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that's good enough. Oh, we should we should I should probably mention, even though I really don't care about the the draft. I don't know. What do you feel about the MLB draft? Do you pay attention to it? No, I don't ever pay attention to it. But I know that the there's a player that was projected to go number one. Adley Rushman. That, yeah. 
yeah, the day before he got walked with the bases loaded. I thought that yeah. was pretty interesting. Yeah. But other than that, no, I never pay attention to the draft. Yeah, and there was speculation that the Orioles might not have drafted him, but they did, they ended up drafting him. So the Orioles selected yeah. Adley Rushman. For those of you who care about this, I'll give you the first 10 picks. Kansas City drafted Bobby Witt Jr. The White Sox drafted Andrew Vaughn. Uh, the Marlins drafted J.J. Blade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. Blade. These guys, Blade? These, these these guys are getting made in a lab, man, and they're just yeah. <laughs> they're just generating these numbers. They're just making this shit up. <laughs> yeah, they're making it up. <laughs> the Tigers drafted Riley Green, San Diego Padres, C.J. Ab- Abrams. Yeah, Abrams. The Reds selected Nick Lodolo. The Rangers drafted Josh Jung, and is that ten? I don't know. I'm gonna keep going. The the Braves drafted. Shay Langoliers. There's no way that these players are going to be major league players. Wow, Shay Langoliers. That's like, what a baseball name. I feel like Bobby Witt sounds like a baseball player. Like I feel like Bobby Witt definitely sounds. Yeah, Andrew Pitcher. Uh, he is a shortstop, but he does sound like a pitcher. You're right. Yeah, he does. He does. Andrew Vaughn. That's a baseball name. Riley Riley Green. Baseball name. Adley Rushman. Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, What's but mark what's, my words, Shay Langelier will not be a baseball player. <laughs> will not be in the major leagues. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> Shay Langelier. What's the most baseball name you've ever heard? If uh, off the top, don't don't actually overthink this, but just give me like a random baseball name that you think is like, wow, yeah, this guy was meant to be a baseball player. Cal Ripken. Oh my God, yeah, I can't think of a better one than that, right? <laughs> Nolan Dennis Ryan. Dennis Eckersley. Yeah, oh, Nolan yeah. Ryan was another one I was thinking of. Dennis Eckersley. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Eckersley. Um, Ron Darling actually really sounds like a baseball name to me. I think um, Bo Jackson sounds like a really tough baseball name. You know, yeah. like I feel like he should have just stuck to baseball. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> even Babe Ruth. I don't know if it's because he's been a part of baseball for so long, but. I think it's that. I think he made it baseball. Like Mickey he, Mantle. Mickey Mantle's another one. Wow, man. Those guys are destined to be baseball players. Right? Willie yep. Mays, that's a, that's like quintessential baseball. Name. Willie Mays, you can't make that shit up. That's yeah. like no, he no, was born, and I'm pretty sure his parents said, "This kid's gonna be a baseball player. I'm gonna name him Willie Mays just to make sure that it happens." Because what if his name had been, you know, fucking Stephen Way, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Mays. <laughs> Stephen Mays hey. sounds more like a, <laughs> like a, like a. Like hey. a <laughs> Oh, Shay Langoliers. I, like... I mean, come on. That guy should be a pilot <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> Here's another baseball oh, name. Shit. After Shay Langelier, Hunter Bishop. That sounds like a baseball name. Yeah, it does. It does. Hunter Pence is a good one. Yeah, Hunter Pence is a good baseball Buster, name. Buster Posey. Oh, Buster Posey is not just a baseball name. It's a catcher's name. He's born. Wade Boggs. That's a baseball name. Yeah, wow. That's a good one. Uh... Damn it. I had no chance, man. <laughs> I know. Fuck, man. Why do like damn, if I, you know, I'm done having kids. There's no fucking way in hell I'm going to have more kids. But if I had another kid and it was a boy, this is something that you and I would have to discuss like thoroughly. Oh, his name, yeah. We'd have to call him like Chip uh I don't know. Chip Douglas. Douglas. <laughs> that's that's from Chip Douglas is from Where's that from? I know that sounds like Oh, I know. Is it class act? The kid in play yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what. It's, <laughs> wow, good memory. <laughs> Is it? Are you sure? I just remember Chip Douglas. Some... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's from Class Act. Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie, by the way. 
I used to think it was a great movie, but I did uh, too. Rewatched mm. it recently, and it's not all we thought. Oh, really? Kind of. Yeah. It's just one of those like kid and play movies. Yeah. How after House Party two, they just they were trash. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> Give me one more. One, one more baseball name. This is fun. One more baseball name. Um. Ooh, I'm trying to think of like a real. Uh, Steve Finley. Steve Finley. Actually, Steve Finley actually kind of sounds like a quarterback. Um. Steve Finley. Drops what's back. that movie? Uh, hold on. For for the love of the game, I think it's called with Kevin Costner. He's a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers, and he's he, he pitches a perfect game, and they equate uh, it to a love story somehow. But they made he he had the perfect baseball name. Let me I have to search it real quick. Okay, Billy Chapel. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's a baseball name. You know what I mean? Benny the Jet Rodriguez. That's a fucking epic Benny Rodriguez yeah. baseball name right there. And he's the only one that made it to the major leagues. You see what I'm saying? Like. Smalls yeah, is all those kids didn't. Uh, uh, yeah, those kids didn't stand a chance because of their names. It's because of their names. I'm telling you guys, we're onto something here. Um, Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman. Travis Hafner. Uh, Grady Sizemore. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. I don't know if that sounds like a baseball name to me. No. I think because he's been a part of our lives, he does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Here's yeah. one: Chipper Jones. I th- yeah, Chipper Jones is up there, but I think Kyle Ripken is like the perfect baseball. Kyle Ripken, uh, Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan, Kyle Ripken, Roger Clemens. Those I think those names are like elite, elite. I think that we're we're onto something here, and we're gonna carry this on to next week. I need to flesh this out further, but I'm thinking yeah. we do some sort of bracket and let the people decide the, the ultimate baseball. Yeah, and I think we need to let yeah. people. You know, chime in and tell tell us who their baseball names are. So I'm gonna go on a Twitter. Uh, I don't know what you call it. I'm gonna go and cold Pol- call people. I'm gonna be on the yellow books, yellow pages, calling people randomly. <laughs> I'm gonna just get as much as I can because I think that we're on to something here. Um, yeah, Nolan Arenado is a pretty good baseball name. Oh yeah, that's up there. Do you know what I'm starting to realize now, though? Everybody that has a good baseball name is white. Can you think of a Hispanic or an African-American? Will, Willie Mays, we said. Um, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is pretty good. Like Alex Rodriguez. Is Barry that Bonds. a baseball name to you? Nah. It's, I don't. I mean, it's, it is for us because he's Alex Rodriguez. But Alex Rodriguez is like a common name. I wouldn't really say that's a baseball name. Yeah. Um, would you count? Oh, my God. It's name is escaping me right now. Vladimir he's, Guerrero. Uh, I don't know. Vladimir kind of sounds Russian, right? <laughs> Pedro Martinez. Like, he doesn't sound, he sounds like my nah, uncle. Those are you know guys, what I mean? Like, I feel like those, yeah, I feel like those are guys that made their names in baseball, but not yeah. baseball names. Like, when I hear, when I hear Cal Ripken, like, the word rip is in his name, you know, rip, rip the ball down the line or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. what's this dude? Uh, he's like, wow. Can't believe. He has like fourteen gold gloves. Shortstop. Uh, oh, 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 Ozzy Smith. No, even though Ozzy Smith is a good one, but even that one doesn't sound like the typical baseball name. Fourteen wow. gold gloves at shortstop. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's about to Venezuelan dude. Oh. Yeah, yeah. 
fuck. Hall of Fame. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Omar um, Vizcal. Omar Vizcal. That's a good one. Does that sound like a baseball name? Luis, wait. Uh, what's Carlos Baerga? Does that sound like a, like a baseball name? Armando Man. Benitez kind of sounds like a, like a baseball Benitez. name to me. All right. All right. We're going to have to continue this next week, CT, because now we're just right. wasting people's time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people probably um, tuned out a long but time we, ago. <laughs> we are going to flesh this out, and I am going to introduce, you and I are going to introduce a bracket uh, where we're going to vote on the best baseball name. Um, but I think that this is a good time to, to say goodbye, CT. Uh, all, right. all right. I'm going to repeat this one more time. For a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial, go to audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show. You can go to our website, wttspod.com, and find the link there. If you go to wttspod.com forward slash save, you'll find a whole bunch of deals, including that Audible uh, deal that, that we're offering to you guys free of charge. Um, last thing, if you haven't reviewed our podcast again, take two minutes, leave a five-star rating. And please review the podcast. It helps people to find us. Um, And with that, CT. Peace. Peace.